there. And on this episode of the Reclaiming the Garden podcast, we are talking about the war on Christmas and other bonkers Christian conspiracy theories. Yeah, at first I was wondering what topic we were going to do for this um, month, especially because um, I was just saying before we started recording, you know, research heavy was not going to be good for me because I have a paper that I'm in this week deep into research for. So um, mm-hmm. I decided, yeah, on the, you know, particularly starting with the war on Christmas because it's December and then going into other sort of Christian conspiracy theories, including one that is also very relevant to the moment right now, um, Zionism, which we will get to a mm-hmm. bit later. But let's start with the war on Christmas. Oh, Yeah. Where to even begin? With well, the I war saw that there's like honestly. a book that was written by this political commentator guy. Except I think also the Wikipedia page for Christmas controversies. Interesting things you find when you're just googling stuff. <laughs> so there's a Wikipedia page <laughs> called Christmas controversies, and um, apparently the phrase "worn Christmas" was coined again according to Wikipedia. I know it might not be 100% correct, but. Um, I mean, it makes this makes sense. Um, it was popularized at least by conservative commentators such as Peter Brimlow and Bill O'Reilly, beginning in the early 2000s. Mm, of course, it was. <laughs> and then, yeah, I saw that there was like this um, this book written that by uh, yes, political commentator John Gibson, which I haven't heard of before. Have you? Mm-hmm. Um, I have not. No. It's. Oh, he formerly was on Fox News, and now he's just a radio host, I guess. Um, but he, yeah, the war the war on Christmas had the liberal plot to ban the sacred Christian holiday is worse than you thought. <laughs> Has a 3.31 oh, no. rating on Goodreads. Uh, oh, God. And I'm even seeing, um, I'm reading as well that uh, Bill O'Reilly is apparently horrified that Walmart greeters and other retail workers might wish that their customers enjoy happy holidays rather than Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm also opening this um, Fox News article to see, like, you know, I guess their side of stuff. Oh, my God. The 2022 Warren Christmas includes a Satanist display and an uncancelled Christmas tree. What does that even mean? Wait, what? Okay, so it was a Massachusetts library director who banned Christmas trees because they made people feel uncomfortable hmm i feel like i don't know i feel like it is weird that they banned christmas trees but i'm also like that's not the end of the world i don't know um oh satanic temple installs holiday display display in illinois capital right next to the nativity scene in menorah um which is just you know freedom of religion (laughs) yeah and the satanic temple like like they like to point out i mean part of their point is showing christian supremacy in (laughs) in society by doing stuff like this by trying to um so this year or i guess in 2022 the satanic temple put made a uh crochet put a crocheted snake on top of a leather-bound copy of astronomer nicholas copernicus's 1543 book on the revolution of the heavenly spheres Amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm even reading too, like the war on Christmas really began with the John Birch Society in the nineteen in the late 1950s was when the idea Whoa. of it first came up. That's so weird. Well, uh, actually, no, it makes sense. The 1950s. The guy, like... I'll put it this way. The guy was like borderline, the guy was borderline KKK. Like 
so you know that's where that origin comes from um and like the they were called like the birchers were the people that were part of the john birch society and they wanted to keep fluoride out of the water supply um a lot of moral panic um, on everything from the panama canal treaties to the nuclear weapons disarmament movement and in 1959 they released a pamphlet called there goes christmas in which they claimed that there was a new communist plot to take the Christ out of Christmas oh my by God, replacing it's the Christmas Marxist. decorations with United <laughs> with United Nations iconography. So it also has like some. There's also a lot of like anti-Semitism, right? In the because in I mean, the, part of it's the like they're afraid about I don't know Hanukkah being too visible in our society, which is just like whatever, man. There's a lot of winter holidays. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And again, even more specifically is the John Birch Society itself had developed the idea of a war on Christmas from interwar anti-Semitic publications, particularly from Henry Ford, you know, the guy that was Hitler's friend, the international Jew, detecting a part of a supposed move to take over the world. The JBS claimed that Jews were launching a war on Christianity with one paper lamenting last Christmas. Most people had a hard time finding Christmas cards that indicated in any way that Christmas commemorated someone's birth. That's a capital S and a capital B. Goodness golly. This was, of course, seen as a plot by Jewish conspirators who considered any public expression of Christian character as being derogatory to their religion. So um, that's where that comes from. I'm, I can't, which is so bizarre because it turned out there was actually a war on, um, you know, most Jewish holidays. It was called World War II. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what a war on your religious holidays can look like. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was working at Starbucks. When I first started working at Starbucks, it was during the Red Cup conspiracies. <gasps> oh my god. Did you get any like weird people that like came to <laughs> I didn't really Here's the thing. I did I was like totally unaware of it cuz I really didn't go to Starbucks a ton until I started working there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that the Red Cups were supposed to have Christmassy designs on them. I thought they were always just solid red cups instead of the white ones. Um but then of course on every like you know, right it's like it never had and, oh, like religious the... symbols on them. Like never, you know. No, it never did. They were always like it was always like Winter Wonderland mm-hmm. Christmas, where it's like snowmen Maybe some and trees, reindeer and stars, ornaments. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the marketing team the following year was like, oh, we did red cups, and now we're publishing like designs that people drew on their red cups last year to be the holiday. Oh my god! And I remember is, there like, was also there was move. also consp- like a. A conspiracy, honestly, about like um one of the designs on the cups like had a gay couple holding hands or something. It could have just been like mm-hmm. two women holding hands. What the fuck are you talking about? Like Exactly. <laughs> two friends. Can friends not hold hands? Is it gay to hold hands? Tell I us. know. <laughs> uh, is it gay? I hold platonic friends' hands all the time. And it's very nice. The other one too, and again, I think this was a little bit more fringe weirdly enough was one of the designs for the cookies it was like a polar bear with a red scarf mm-hmm. um and a lot of people again they're mass produced so quality is not always going to be um you know it's not always going to be the best with every single cookie mm-hmm. but some of them i guess the scarf was a little bit off kilter so a lot of people are like this the polar bear is getting its head cut off and it's like Christmas, like it's supposed to be like the war on Christmas because like the polar bear is getting its head cut off. What the fuck, man? People just I know. into everything. 
I know. And again, it's like, or, or maybe it's not that. And then you also, I remember also like, I think Dennis Prager of Prager What's University. Is, you know. is he not? Isn't he Jewish? I thought he might. He's wicked Jewish. Okay. He made a whole video on the war on Christmas and how there is absolutely a war on Christmas and how he's not offended if someone says Merry Christmas to him. Um, but it's Dennis Prager. I feel like he's offended by a lot of things. Um, I feel like if I said happy, I'm Yule curious or about something, if, he'd be really well, <laughs> Let me see if Ben Shapiro said anything about the war on Christmas because he's another like Jewish conservative commentator. So. Um, from four years ago, Shapiro Rex leftist insane Christmas dance. Okay. And then five years ago, being uh, offended by mere Christmas is absurd. Okay, so I guess, yeah, them as Jewish commentators come from this perspective of like, we're Jewish and we're not offended if you say Merry Christmas to us. Um, and it's like, I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone is like, necessarily oh, even like offended. Like, I don't even... Like, I don't think it's necessarily that people are offended. It's just that people want to be inclusive, right? Like, there's a difference. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and um, even, like, again, I'm reading as well is that, like, a lot of it is, like, the American Family Association issues a yearly list of nationwide retail outlets often owned by huge multinational corporations that say are for, marginal, on, or against Christmas. So there's like a whole list out there as to which companies and a lot of them, it's the four Christmas companies supposedly use the word Christmas instead of Xmas or holiday in their advertising. That's Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby's advertisements that I've heard say Christmas, of course. Of course. I mean, like, I'm not surprised. (laughs) It's Hobby Lobby. Um, Also, I don't. And then like, even in politics, you have like Mike Huckabee claiming he was going to wish the gathered Iowa Republicans a Merry Christmas in spite of it possibly being controversial. Um, and then also the phrase happy holidays if i'm not mistaken like it didn't come from even like our modern concept of having multiple religious like different religion religious holidays during december there were there are there were and still are multiple christian holidays during the month of december um absolutely i believe you know, even though I know people associate like Saint Nick with like Santa Claus and Christmas, but there's also I believe Saint Nicholas Day that is like December fifth or sixth, and so that is that's a Christian holiday. There's the Feast of Saint Stephen, I believe. Wait, let me make sure that I'm saying that's right. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. The Feast of Saint Stephen is um, the twenty sixth, um, which is also called boxing day in canada in the uk well i guess it's a different reason but ah yes Mm -hmm. um but just talking about yeah like the you know i guess sometimes in certain parts of like the church's history like feasts of saints actually like kind of mattered and were a bigger thing so like saying happy holidays actually was referring to possibly like just multiple christian holidays happening in the same month so yeah exactly because holiday holy day like anyway yeah also i don't know i remember in 2018 melania trump when she was first lady uh said over the phone and again this is from the party that is very much the war on christmas merit she said this and i quote who gives a fuck about the christmas stuff and decorations i say that i'm working on christmas and planning for christmas and they said oh what about the children that 
they were separated. Give me a fucking break. Hmm. And God blesses everyone. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, there's oh, a lot yeah. of, then, I think, hypocrisy there. And also, like, I remember um, the last Christmas service I ever attended at the church I grew up in was um, was Christmas 2016. Mm-hmm. And the pastor just had the weirdest sermon. Like, it just, oh, okay. because he was just talking about, I mean, he started off by being like, you know, I mean, it was very like a war on Christmas vibe. Because he was like, oh, we need to remember the reason for the season, you know, and like make sure that keep Christ in Christmas. But then he also started complaining about, um, remember how there's a group like of musicians who did a, a a redo of the lyrics of Baby It's Cold Outside to like be and include more things about consent instead of like the original yeah. tone that the song had, which seemed like, you know, the girl yeah, asking, yeah, yeah. hey, what's in this drink? Like, okay. Yeah, and like... I know that, like, a lot of, like, historians will look at that song and say, like, it actually, like, it's supposed to be a little bit more liberating because it's kind of the woman being like, oh, what's in this drink? Because she does actually want to stay. Mm-hmm. But, um, again, with our sensibilities now, it is a weirdly date rapey song. But, so I'm all for, like, any sort of rewrite to make it less Yeah, so I think it was, like, that year <laughs> that that sort of rewrite came out and got kind of viral. And um, basically the the pastor was complaining about it and i was like you just said that what matters about christmas isn't like all this you know not the decorations and like the american culture stuff and yet you're also just complaining that like one of your favorite christmas songs got rewritten to be like woke or whatever (laughs) yeah in a similar vein um kirk cameron um darling darling of the entertainment Mm. industry uh released a film called saving christmas in 2014 Mm. and basically it's um to read off of the rational wiki website um let's see it was written produced and directed by and stars darren doan though its main star and everyone's favorite fundamentalist christian uh right-wing windbag kirk cameron who plays as a fictionalized version of himself Cameron spends the majority of the film in a car explaining about Christmas traditions while trying to convey to his brother-in-law that Christmas as currently celebrated in the United States, extravagant partying and gifting and all is in fact a Christian holiday and not to be feared as a Satanist monkey making scheme, elf worshiping occultist celebration, which would be great if a Cameron actually had his facts straight and B anyone cared in short, it's basically prosperity gospel propaganda. So the whole movie is basically him talking about how like the material it's, like, basically how, like, the materialism and the pomp and circumstance surrounding Christmas does indeed, it's truly Christmas, and that's what makes it a Christian holiday. Which Even though we I actually know, stole man. so many like, things from pagan religions, like, the tree. We stole so many things from the pagan, <laughs> yeah. The, and again, the like, yeah, the notion that Jesus like... was born, Jesus was probably born in March as well, like. Yeah, um, I mean, we, and, they chose that yeah. because, like, they, there were a lot of, like, pagan holidays happening, I guess, around winter solstice. Um, yeah. So they just, yeah, they chose that, and. I guess the word Christmas comes from the phrase the Christ Mass, which was the sort of service that was in this in celebration of I think I think the birth of Christ. So, um, but like yeah, yeah so many of our practices, um, and like also it's so interesting to hear that that was like the moral from that one because then you look at one like Christmas specials like Charlie Brown Christmas, which you know older Christmas specials definitely had more of a religious lean to it, but that one is all about how like consumerism and materialism surrounding Mm -hmm. Christmas is um, not what the season is supposed to be about. And 
again, it does have a strong Christian message at the end, but like, well, it, it's, it's very well. anti-materialism. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's... It's done very well. Like, there's a reason it's still a classic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Linus just, you know, says very simply and sweetly, like, the uh, the story about the birth of Jesus. He just reads it and is like, well, that's what that's what Christmas, that's what Christmas is, about. is all about. And then, you know, they yeah. sing a little Christmas song together at the end, all friends and stuff, despite the sort of little conflicts that they had throughout the little Christmas production. So, yeah, it's cute and yeah. sweet. Um, yeah. I'm looking at... <laughs> I think this must be another conservative bent media thing. The Washington Times. Have you heard of them? Because it's talking about how the war on I Christmas is a war on America. Can... Of course it is. Oh, yeah. It says America's newspaper. How do I, how do I tell them? Themselves, so. Oh, yeah. That's uh, like, I don't even have to freaking Google that. That absolutely sounds right way. It's called the Washington Times. Yeah, so the war in Christmas is a war in America. Whatever unites us, the left is against. <laughs> oh my god. I cannot believe. Oh my I gosh, mean, it's the newspaper owned by the Moonies. So by this guy, Don Fetter. Who are the Moonies? Uh, Funny Fridays made a video. Um, It's the church slash cult in like South Korea found by Sun Myung Moon. Um, and they do like these huge, massive Wait. weddings. Then why are they called America's newspaper? <laughs> it's for the same reason, like that Falun Gong owns the Epic Times, and they're also super far right. Like, I... <laughs> hmm. but yeah, the founder. Um, anyway, I want to read this because it just sounds so ridiculous. The the yes, left hates Christmas because it hates all expressions of faith in our society. On a deeper level, however, the war on Christmas is a war in America. In many ways, Christmas is as much of an American holiday as a Christian holiday. Today, only 63% of Americans call themselves Christians, while 93 celebrate Christmas. Um, let's see. Anything that brings Americans together, the left fears, like the flag, the national anthem, and statues of our heroes. You mean slaveholders? <laughs> um, They're talking about Robert E. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> this is reflected in the push to get Christmas trees out of public parks and libraries, which have no problem celebrating Pride Month and having Drag Queen Story Hour, because that's not that's not a religious thing, like that that's something that it's anyone not. can celebrate regardless of religion. <laughs> Exhibit A: Christians, yes. gay Christians celebrating Pride Month. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, that's so. I feel like that. I swear that newspaper was written by like. If you plugged into AI, like write me the right. most, um, like war on Christmas story where it's like, and like, you know, fear mongering or whatever. It's like our traditions. It's like, who's going to tell them that their America's not in the Bible? Who's going to, I don't want to be the one that tells them this. But um, Going to a very, very different perspective. Here's something from the Washington Post, an actual reputable publication that does have like, it has a liberal bias, but it's certainly more reputable than the newsroom I was just reading from. Washington Times. Um, welcome Which to Warren Christmas Which is the Unification season. Church. That was what it was. Yeah, so of course Fox News is like still covering the Warren Christmas this year. I'm, I'm, this Washington Post article is from November this year. Um, so just last month. Sorry, I'm just reading to see if it did anything actually of note. But, uh, so he's just covering like what Fox News was saying about the Warren Christmas layered on a bunch mm-hmm. of Inside culture war references, like the guy doing the stand-up routine at a major corporation's holiday party. 
than the dastardly demonstrations of anti-Christmas hate, a business owner who decided Christmas Eve shouldn't be a holiday, and a public official who asked that holiday decorations be non-religious. Oh, and the latter story had previously been featured on Libs of TikTok, which is a terrible account that has oh, caused God. acts of domestic terrorism. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the war in Christmas comes earlier and earlier every year, Waters offered, probably because of climate change. <laughs> Is that a I joke? Mean, maybe. I think that's a stupid conservative know. joke. Um, okay. It was so stupid that we could had to actually question if it was a joke or not. Okay, it's also showing this statistic that apparently the word Christmas has actually been searched for more and more over time. So there's not... <laughs> What is this war? Oh, but the search interest for war and Christmas has been going down. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and then mentions of war on Christmas. Um, it shows the mentions of war and Christmas on Fox News versus CNN. It, they were at their peak. The, the mentions of war and Christmas on Fox News were at their peak in 2012. They were at their peak in 2011 slash Oh, so they do mention like there's that there's definitely like less talk on Fox of the War and Christmas, probably because like wokeism is sort of the new like War and Christmas, right? Like it's the new what, boogeyman. Yeah. Oh my God! Remember when <laughs> it's also bringing up um, Donald Trump, you know, saying we're gonna say Christmas again, <laughs> and it's like we were already saying Christmas, dude. Like you know, I in the grocery stores when you see holiday cards, there's stuff for. Christmas. There was like a few things for Hanukkah. Um, there's things that just say Happy Holidays. Like nothing has actually changed. Yeah. Actually, well, what what exactly. has changed is like the inclusion of more people, which is good. But <laughs> exactly, because again, there's so many holidays that are being celebrated at this type at this time of year. God, I'm trying to find. There was like a story last year of like a Christmas tree falling and then like Fox News people crying about it on TV. I think I'm going to try and find it, but there was like a Christmas tree that had fallen or something. Um, and like people on Fox News were all crying about it. Like we will rebuild. Oh my God. <laughs> was it their own? Wait, was it their own? Cause I just, I also watched a video um, from, from the daily show with um, two other commentators being at like the Fox Christmas tree lighting, I guess like Fox's headquarters has a Christmas tree that they light. <gasps> And um, and it would they the commentators were asking folks around about like the war on Christmas, and <laughs> some people were like, "Yeah, that's not a thing," and then others were like, "Yes, it is." So, yeah, it was it's a funny bit. I'll put it in, in the show notes. Yeah, and I did find it. It was in 2021, and it was an arson. It was an arson. Um, even though police haven't ascribed a motive, this again, this was 2021, but. Even though police haven't ascribed a motive to the suspected arsonist, hosts and guests frame the incident as a hate crime, part of a war on religion, and emblematic of out-of-control crime. No city is safe, said Brian Kilmeade. Oh um, so again, like, they're all, like, coping over this tree. that, And, like, you know, it sucks. The Christmas tree outside of Fox News was burnt down. Um, and I just, thinking about that, it's ridiculous to me that, like, you know, when something like that happens, they think it's part of a big systemic thing. But then it's, like, when a pastor gets accused of sexual assault they're like oh one bad apple when in reality it might be like yeah the arsonist might be like just one person doing a very random bad thing like arson um 
you know, it's not necessarily part of this big scheme or conspiracy. Exactly. And again, like every single, like it was all the people from like Fox and Friends and Tucker Carlson, because he was still on Fox News at that point. Mm -hmm. But oh my gosh, again, it is just them crying about this tree that was burnt down. And again, there was no motive that had been published Mm -hmm. at that time, but they were immediately... Like, this is a hate crime, and this is a war on Christianity. I don't think it can be and a hate like, crime to... Well, I mean... Don't, I don't think it's a hate crime to burn down a Christmas tree. No, it's definitely... I mean, it's like, you know, destruction of property and vandalism, for sure. But I don't think it's... Regardless, I feel like a motive. That's not really a way for it to be a hate crime, because Christianity, and even just the general American conception of Christmas, isn't yeah. something that you can really oppress. <laughs> yeah and then i think like i'm also on like because i'm reading a lot of the sun vanity fair um and he, this was the same this was the december after the capitol riots which fox news didn't talk about so i think that's also it's, they're also talking about that juxtaposition of like uh capital riots like weren't a big deal the insurrection wasn't a big deal but oh my god our tree that was burnt down um it, and like i think it's a lot of like talking about that aspect of it And as Tucker Carlson said, it's a symbol of a specific culture, but above all, it's a symbol of a religion. In this case, the world's largest religion, torching Christmas trees is an attack on Christianity. Who's going to tell him there are no Chris- Christmas trees in the Speaking Bible? Because I don't want to just... be the one that tells him. <laughs> right. Um, going back to that ridiculous Washington Times article, there's more funny stuff to read. Um Sales staff risk life and limp by wishing customers a Merry Christmas. Just the other day, I was oh at the God. register. Someone said Merry Christmas. I said Merry Christmas back. Someone says Happy Holidays. I say Happy Holidays back. <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal. And then, like, I remember especially, like, and again, this was more Starbucks with the red cup thing. I never got to witness it, but it was that thing of people are like, I'm going to write Merry Christmas as my name. So that way, when they call out my drink, they have to say Merry Christmas. It's like, no one actually cares that much, dude. Like, nobody cares. I wish I had fake problems like you so I could make some up, you know? Oh my god, this line. If the right invented the war on Christmas, why are there so many enemies of Yuletide cheer who range from mildly obnoxious to to the downright hysterical? Yuletide (laughs) comes from the phrase Yule, which is a pagan holiday. Um, exactly. <laughs> so um, technically, you would be the enemy of Yuletide cheer if you don't like pagans, sir. Um, yeah, exactly. Ugh, it's a war on Yule. <laughs> Happens every year. Oh my God! The left is for everything that divides us: multiculturalism, critical race theory, sexual indoctrination in the schools, and unisex bathrooms. <laughs> oh no! You mean like the bathroom I have at home? <laughs> And against everything that unites us. Nothing brings Americans together like Christmas. And I say that as a non-Christian. Okay, so another non-Christian who's like, def- why Why is this happening? Because <laughs> oh, the right-wing grift pays really well. <sighs> Truly. Again, it's that whole thing of like, do you not have real problems? Because I feel like people do this because they don't have any like real problems in their life. And I wish, mm. I wish I had the luxury of being able to make up my own problems like that. Mm. yeah let me see just i guess whatever else is coming up when i googled um war on christmas oh who waged the very first war on christmas from new york university this will be interesting Ooh, okay 
Oh, interesting. The Puritans were the and historically the Puritans. Of course they were. were. <laughs> yeah, they were, you know, all about scripture. They wanted to scrub Christian life of Catholic influence. If it wasn't referenced in the Bible, it shouldn't be observed. So Oh my gosh. And one thing I think we talked about this in our Christian nationalism or white yeah that episode the pilgrims kind of sucked like they were they were jerks to each other too i don't know why we're taking their war on christmas and we have taken it so far well to protect the very things that these puritans were actually like against like it's saying that you know they like didn't want to have the the acts of toasting gift giving and even neighborly caroling had no place in honoring the birth of jesus christ says so fascinating (laughs) Hmm. it says gift giving is a relatively recent christmas invention within the history of christianity it's sometimes attributed to martin luther who sought who sought to end the gift giving celebration of saint nicholas day and transfer the focus to christmas and jesus oh interesting so that's how yeah i wondered how the saint nicholas day connected with yeah so yeah. It's just an amalgamation of different traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yule Log and Christmas tree are of pagan origin, meant to symbolize everlasting light and life, um, which does, of course, like connect to the way that we, her Christians, have historically celebrated Advent with the themes of like light and darkness. Um, and sort of on that point, there's some interesting um, Will Gaffney as a womanist scholar who talks about um, how that imagery of light and dark can become problematic. And so she, I remember once mm, yeah. on Twitter, one of her usernames in the past during Advent was like, in holy darkness, light is born. So thinking about the darkness is not mm-hmm. necessarily like a bad thing. Even though also, again, yeah, Jesus absolutely. was born in March, so probably wasn't born on like a very dark night. I mean, we don't know, but like. You know, probably not yeah. too, too cold. I don't know what it would have been like in Bethlehem in, like, literally, you know, like, the year of one. But I feel like, I, and again, like, especially this past year, too, when there was so much controversy. And this is more like with the Thanksgiving parade, but just people getting offended in general regarding holiday traditions. Um, I know that there was going to be a lot of backlash this year because of the trans representation in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, what which happened? I, I didn't enjoy. actually. What trans representation? Let me see. It was done by, I think, the group One Million Moms, which is like a. What no, is I it, know, like but a... was there. I'm trying to remember. I, I didn't actually watch the very end of the parade this year. Like, I, I cut off, like, at the last hour because I was having a video call with my family, but. Yeah, so... Because um, I know they said to, there was, like, uh, a Mrs. Claus on the float. Was it, like, Mrs. Claus was, play, like, played by a trans person, or...? No, I mean, Mrs. Claus was, I think, a black woman, which was really cool. But it oh. was, like... So, more than 36,000 people have signed an online petition pledging to boycott the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So, not one million moms. It was 36,000 people. Uh, join a Christian conservative group's campaign against what it calls a non-binary and transgender extravaganza. The petition notes that the parade 
is slated to feature performances. Oh, they were offended by like the Broadway gays. Those to feature performances. From oh, Broadway well, how did Dance in Ohio Andrew, has several? And Juliet. Yeah. How did Dance in Ohio has non-binary which... actors? Yes. So. So to shocked, yeah, like the act uh, that one of the actors, Alex Newell, was the first. Mm-hmm. Um, also with another actor, uh, first non-binary person to win a Tony. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so it was Justin David Sullivan, who identifies as non-binary and uses all pronouns, will perform portions from And Juliet, um, and then the, yeah, it, it again, people just, yeah, it, I also, to be fair, I'm getting this also from the Christian Post, so, like, here's the thing, I think it's getting the outrage there, but mm-hmm. it's misdirected at, like, the performers. Yeah, one million moms blasted the Macy's parade as liberal nonsense and noted how trans identifying. Tra- oh, sorry. Again, I'm reading this from the Christian Post. She's trans. She's not trans identifying. She's trans. Uh, pop star Kim Petras made an appearance at the <laughs> event in 2021. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I was just like literally reading it off of the thing. Um, but yeah, that was like their big stink this year was that there were going to be non-binary uh, musical theater performers, which like. I- have you seen any musical theater? Like, also, it's it not even like the they're actually your, people. I mean, they're not even in your face saying their pronouns, which would also be fine. But like, they're literally just yeah. they're performing as characters and not even getting interviewed or anything or telling their stories. Like, exactly. So. Also, the shocked performance was great. Like, I'm mm-hmm. biased because I saw it, but I also it, when I, I saw, saw live, the Dance in Ohio performance, I was like, yes, autistic representation. Yes. I know, that's and so also amazing. Queer representation as well. Yeah, because some of the actors and characters are um, non binary. So. Which is so cool. Again, like, I'm glad we, again, besides the point, I'm glad we're having more representation on in musical theater now because it's been mm-hmm. so. And in such an event as big <laughs> so as, long. like, the Thanksgiving Day Parade, like, part of me is like, I wonder about the ratings, how they compare to, like, the Super Bowl. I'm sure the Super Bowl probably has more people. But, like, thank- that, you know, the Thanksgiving Parade is one of those things that's, like, watched by so many people. So yeah, it's like similar to the Super Bowl. It's like just like it's uh what is it? It's American institution. Like mm-hmm. it's for again for there to be that acceptance and that love on such a big stage was like really cool. Um. Oh, I just found this weird article in the Huffington Post. Apparently, on October second, Donald Trump. Um, reminded people that he saved Christmas. By the way, remember Christmas, by the way, the former president said during one of multiple bizarre tangents at a campaign speech in Iowa. <laughs> we brought Merry, back Merry I Christmas. I remember Christmas. Christmas. Nobody fights it anymore. Again, continuing. Christmas wasn't brought back. Like Trump, I, I'm just I say it. One of the first things I said in 2015, actually, when I was campaigning, I said, we will bring back Merry Christmas, he continued, because these woke department stores, they didn't want to use the word Christmas, and they use the word Christmas now. I don't really think there's a big difference between 2015 and now in oh terms of God. holiday marketing. Oh, I, just want to I guess money. I missed that memo. I... I can't believe I'm not in woke prison because I didn't know any of this. Also, I think the bigger mistake is that people don't shop at department stores anymore, Trump. Like, let's calm our titties for a sec. Um, I feel like... Oh, God, we've just talked about the Orange Christmas for, like, a half hour. Do you want to go to, like, QAnon now? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, I, yep, here we go. We're slowly building up in the conspiracy theory market. Or, so for oh, since I think you, QAnon again, is like um, actually so deep, do you want to do Zionism first? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, let's do that. Again, it's, I feel timely. like the, like both Zionism timely. and QAnon run so deep, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think we talked about this in our Revelation deep dive episode, but there is um, mm-hmm. a reason why, like, the Christian right cares so much about the state of Israel. And, when, and like, when we're talking about, we, I think we need to make it 100% clear, when we are talking about Israel right now, we are talking about the state of Israel, which is run which by... Which is different from Netanyahu the Israel that is talked about in the Hebrew scriptures... Um, exactly and it's and it's not um the conflation of israel versus the average israeli citizen versus um we're talking about the government and the history of like oppression and occupation of yeah a a region and a group of people that like they they have heritage there this is where their ancestors are from like palestinian people deserve to belong in the land that they want to live in yeah. That their ancestors are from. Also, Jesus was probably Palestinian. He was born in Bethlehem. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and again, there's been so much. Um, there's been just like again, so much Islamophobia and so much anti-Semitism. Again, we wanted to differentiate between the two. Is like we again, are like we are anti-empires really so- ruining other people's lives. Yes. <laughs> but we also yes, like exactly. it's like we are yes that and also like we acknowledge that like Israel has the way that Israel has like colonized the Palestinian people and currently is bombing Gaza is different than what mm-hmm. Hamas has done like the both are bad but like there's a certain I know that um on Facebook I know one of our friends already had some good comments that they were making on some posts yeah absolutely yeah it's again I'm just a firm believer that both of both again israeli citizens and palestinian citizens they deserve substantially better than the governments that they have mm-hmm. um and this is just a rich people playing chess and they're just there and are then you have the evangelical christians who are inserting their noses into it with no fucking <laughs> idea of what they're doing <laughs> yeah because they take the book of revelation so damn literally well, that the thing they're is, talking is that about, like, i'm the, like i've the read the book of, of revelation the and everything and I just there's nothing about like israel being its own independent state that like relates to the rapture hap- I like look like I just think about that and I'm like there's nothing there's nothing there that how do you get that yeah exactly where did you get that <laughs> um yeah I mean exactly. they believe that because I like I know that was something that I grew up being told as well yeah as every time they, they talk like, about revelation and the rapture circle. it was like now that Israel is its own independent state the rapture can happen at any time and so somehow they think that if palestine gets its own state then the rapture can't happen like is that what it is (laughs) like yeah exactly and like i know that um there have been stories about like different uh farmers and stuff trying to (laughs) this is a new york times article from 1997 but it's happened quite a few times since then um is that among the thousands of let me see Clyde, Clyde Lote, he was 41, um, and he's a Pentecostal manager, uh, minister. 
Um, to livestock judges, they're simply beef on the hoof. To Lot, a Christian with deep attachment to the Holy Land, they might help feed a country he dearly loves, Israel. So it's the idea of, like, he's going to breed the perfect red heifer to bring about the apocalypse. Hmm. So there's something, is there something about a red heifer in Revelations? There's there's stuff about weird beasts and animals. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, there, are the four, there are the four beasts. Is one of them... Uh, I think one of them is more of like num- an oxen, oh, okay. I think, because that's yeah. the, the four animals also listed in because the four animals listed in Revelation also end up becoming symbols for the four evangelists, like the four writers of the Gospels. Um, and I think one of them is an ox. So probably that's what it relates to. Yeah. And then also, I think in the book of Numbers, um, Okay, it says, the 4-H man of the apocalypse, the cows are also red, which is crucial. This is the color of the sacrificial heifers described in the Old Testament, which catalogs the rituals of the Israelites. Numbers 19.2 calls for a red heifer without spot, wherein is no blemish, which was to be killed and burnt to produce ashes used for purification rites. The ashes were employed in the two great temples that stood in Jerusalem before they were destroyed in turn by the Babylonians and the Romans. In our time, some fundamentalist Jews and Christians interpret scripture to mean that the coming of the messiah uh cannot occur until a third temple is built on this spot to put it mildly such a goal is politically explosive so basically it's this red heifer has to be bred to bring about the messiah hmm. um which i feel like but also describing that, just said like, specifically yeah. that, like they want to build a temple on the same place that the the second temple was built on is what it is or yeah, it's like bringing, like, building the third temple, and it's, hmm. again, apparently this is a, like, as I'm scrolling through Google, this is a thing that's happened multiple times of just people trying to breed perfect red heifers to bring about the apocalypse. That is weird. <laughs> Which is You'll bizarre. You'll have to put, like, some meme about cows in the meme compilation. <laughs> I definitely, w- oh my gosh, yeah. Wait, doesn't, like... Don't you get how that like I'm a cow song or whatever? Oh yeah, bitch I'm a cow, bitch I'm a cow. <laughs> I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. <laughs> that should totally be. If yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, again, like we kind of keep going off a little bit off topic, which is fine. But again, it's a lot of like right wing Christians. They support the state of Israel because they believe in supporting the state of Israel. Something, something, something. Christ will return. Um, but also the sick and twisted irony is that most right-wing christians have no regard for jewish people as a whole which they is believe why... that they'll be like go to hell when Je- or be ju- put, thorn and thrown to the lake of fire when jesus returns so it's like yeah exactly so like why why bother um which is ridiculous yeah but again it's like something about like the land of the land of israel on the holy land and like only then can christ return so it's it's Again, like this has happened before the Crusades. I mean, very, very different from like the <sighs> the Israel-Palestine conflict, to be clear, but still fight fights over the Holy Land. You know, in that sense, that idea. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and again, it's that thing of it's unfortunate that this topic seems to be very timely right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, hopefully that can provide a little bit of insight as to why, like, especially right-wing politicians oh, and, and on American um, churches are so invested just, in Israel. I'm going to go quickly for a second. I remember when I recently um, looked up the pastor of the church I grew up in, you can see that he has a recent sermon. Um, mm-hmm. Let me actually see if I can still find the title of it, because I just looked and I was like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Israel, oh, dear. Hamas, okay. and End Times. That was on October oh, 16th. So, like, days after it fucking happened. <laughs> Ugh, way to, way to show tact. Way to show tact. And again, it's stuff like that, like, especially, like, even that article headline. It's like, wow, no wonder I have, like, a shit ton of, like, rapture trauma and trauma regarding, like, the end of the world. It's because of shit like that. I'm sure. Like, I, God, I feel for whatever evangelical youth are out there who are probably being taught that, like, the end times is coming soon because of what's going on in Israel. Like. (sighs) Exactly. And again, like, when it's seen from that perspective, it takes away any sort of ability to have empathy or human, um, empathy or to be able to show humanity um whether it be for those that were um killed or harmed in the terrorist attack on october 7th and just thinking about and if Jesus the were tens alive of today, thousands of palestinians yeah exactly and the tens of thousands of palestinians who are currently being bombed and attacked right now um and i don't know if you saw this but there's like in i think the temple of like the church of bethlehem mm. There's a, they put like a baby Jesus or a baby doll wrapped in a keffiyeh. So like the headscarf mm. on top of like rubble. Mm. Um, yeah, I know that like Bethlehem like really... is actually canceled at its Christmas activities due to what's going on because Absolutely. obviously yeah. like. Definitely. And so it's like, guess what? You right-wingers supporting Israel, you just canceled Christmas somewhere. Yeah, you caused the war. You literally caused the war on Christmas, you assholes. <laughs> Lots of articles relating to, like, is anti-Zionism anti-Semitic? And, you know, as we just said, like, no, because actually, like, it's anti-Semitic to be, well, particularly if you're a Christian, it is anti-Semitic to be a Zionist because you, you literally, like, you don't believe that they're going to achieve salvation, like, whenever this thing that you're hoping for happens. So, yeah, precisely. And I know there is again, also, like, Jewish Zionism, which is, like, I feel like it's a different, well, I know that some Christian Zionists have partnered with Jewish Zionists because, again, people yeah. just, whatever religion they are, will just sometimes use it for whatever their own gains are, but. Yeah, and then you also have Messianic uh, Judaism, which is basically a lot of Christians people... who wanted Jewish holidays. Yeah, and. I would say many people who are not actually ethnically Jewish or have any connection to Jewish relatives at all sometimes claim Messianic Judaism and they just, yeah, and the the pastors just call themselves rabbis and the, you know, they just... It's like, like, listen, you don't get it both ways. Like, (laughs) if you're, I mean, it's like if you're someone who is like ethnically Jewish raised in like a Jewish family and you decide you want to be a Christian and also celebrate like... Jewish holidays, I think that's a different thing, you know, because it's like yeah, absolutely. You like I think connected with you that you have a history with, but yeah, yeah. Again, the best way I can kind of describe Messianic Judaism is it's basically Christians mm-hmm. um, who also wanted to celebrate like Seder and who say that they um, like you know that they worship and love Yeshua and they just like use random Hebrew phrases like not really yeah. And even in like Judaism itself, like Messianic Judaism is considered one not Jewish at all. Um, or not even a branch of Judaism, and two, it's absolutely, like, it's considered culty. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I can't, again, it's, it's such a, it's, I don't, it's not complicated, like, genocide is wrong, like, it's not complicated, but I think a lot of people have been using their, quote-unquote, side, which is, again, stupid, because it's not a sports game, it's human lives, mm-hmm. to 
justify their own hatred of the other. So I feel like you use a lot of people using what's happening to justify anti-Semitism or using it to justify Islamophobia. I'm also and curious about, yeah. um, I wonder what the sort of Catholic perspective on Zionism is, you know, because our sort of perception of Zionism that we had was from, you know, our evangelical background, whereas, like, you know, apparently Joe Biden has been a Zionist for like a while and it probably has some connection to his Catholic beliefs. I know Catholics don't necessarily believe in the rapture the way that evangelicals do, but... Yeah, definitely. And again, we have such a history of military support for Israel. Part of me, like, again, part of me wonders if it's like having to keep that face first. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. You know, it's right. I mean, I it's, it's I'm the glad economics I'm not in that the president's position, but I don't think we should just completely keep on just uncritically supporting Israel. <laughs> like, yeah, instead of like again evangelical christians meddling in shit they don't understand <laughs> including yeah it's like you know, not just evangelicals, you... but like biden you're meddling in shit that you don't understand you need to listen to the people in those countries um, absolutely yeah and listen to your own people listen to the people that are protesting mm -hmm. yeah it's so weird how like the frame of being like pro-palestine is framed as being anti-semitic like when i hear him say anti-semitism is, is rising it's like are you talking about the protests that are happening on like, I know. college campuses and uh, other places. Absolutely. Because again, I think there are bad faith actors that are using this to be anti-Semitic, but what is his definition of anti-Semitic? And I feel like the people who are being anti-Semitic aren't necessarily like pro-Palestine either, because... This is yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways... QAnon. So I just um, I yeah. just set my... <laughs> which again, kind of also ties into all of this too, which is fine. Yeah, um... So I just set my Google search of QAnon to results from the past year. And I'm really curious about this um, article from Wired that just popped up. Taylor Swift, QAnon, and the political weaponization of uh, a fandom. Hmm. Oh. This week, Taylor Swift was named Times Person of the Year. QAnon conspiracy theorists say it's all a part of PSYOP to alter the trajectory of the 2024 election. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. Listen, I don't fully I do not agree with Taylor Swift being Times Person of the Year. Like I really don't. Um but and it's, it's not, not my like it's not my internalized feminism or like my internalized uh misogyny. Like it's not. I don't think she should have been Times Person of the Year. But it's not that either. It's not uh <sighs> it's not some weird New World Order conspiracy. I just think other people deserved it more. And it's so fascinating. Again, most of the QAnon like conspiracy theories, most of them have not even come true. Um, so it's always going to wait, be wait. What is psyop? Is that's like short for psychological operation? What is that? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then again, for people that maybe need a refresher course on QAnon, um, do do do. Let me. I guess it started during Trump's presidency, right? Or did it start before? It it started before that, honestly, because oh. then you also had Pizzagate. Like there was, it started oh, really with right. Pizzagate. I remember Pizzagate. I actually once I I ate in that in that pizza restaurant. My and my sister was telling me about what happened as we were eating there. That's which is 
absolutely nuts. Um, so again, uh, just a refresher course, uh, Pizzagate was a conspiracy theory claiming that, and again, this is where a lot of QAnon conspiracy theories come from, but it's the conspiracy that Hillary Clinton is secretly involved in a pedophile ring centered around a pizza restaurant in Washington, D.C. Um, this outlandish theory was spawned from a highly peculiar pattern analytical reading of the hacked emails leaked by WikiLeaks um, belonging to John Podesta, the then manager of Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign, as the highly suspect code phrase, cheese pizza, figured um, among said correspondence. Um, the fact that the mention of cheese pizza was much more interesting to some people than the actual emails of any possible importance whatsoever says something about the conspiracy crowd. Um, so again like people were reading into this pizza shop believing that it was used to like harm children um but it wasn't it was literally just a fucking pizza shop um but that's where again when you hear a lot of stuff of like there's the cabal to like right and it's also like drink Satan blood. Worshiping, it comes from Satan this. worshiping and also like that they're they're drinking yeah. the blood of babies and because it's like what is it called like there's something that's like in the blood of babies that they're like getting because of it to live forever or something or like <laughs> something like there's a, so... there's a there's a word that i'm thinking of what is it wait keep on if it didn't have such great effect on our government and on our population adrenochrome that's what it is you're right yes <sighs> that's what it was And again, they mentioned globalists a lot. Um, they mentioned George Soros a lot, which is more anti-Semitism. Um, because, you know, it's, again, it, it is also linked to anti-Semitism. Nobody knows who Q is. Um, but I think, like, the belief among the QAnon crowd is that Q is someone with, like, very high government, like, or, like, military security clearance that can do these, hmm. quote-unquote, drops of information. And did a lot of these drops on, like, 4chan and 8chan, which... It tells you, like, oh, like, come on, like, if you're gonna do them on... Yeah, like, obviously, that's an alt-right hell site at this <laughs> point. So. Yeah, both of them are. Um, and then, again, that's, like, kind of where it seems that's to be... That's where the Pepe the Frog thing came from. from, which is, like, a Nazi symbol now. It Yeah, and, like, the Pepe the Frog was originally just kind of, like, a comic just drawn by someone, and then it was, again, taken over by the alt-right... Um, and it became kind of this Nazi symbol. And the original artist of Pepe has basically retired the character because he doesn't want it used anymore mm -hmm. um, for that sort of thing. So that was never the intention. Um, some of the other, like, conspiracies that QAnon believes is that uh, JFK Jr. faked his own death and later pretended to be Trump supporter Vincent Fusca, who was supposed to reveal his true identity at a Trump rally in 2019. Um, Austin Steinbart, who many believe to be Q, allegedly received messages from his future self using quantum computing. In real life, he was charged with criminal extortion and jailed for violating the terms of his pretrial release for cheating on a required drug test. Hillary Clinton was supposed to have been imprisoned in 2017. Uh, and then the escape hatch, the Hillary you now see as a clone and the real one is in prison. Um, Trump actually won the 2020 election and he's going to be the one inaugurated. When January 20th came and went, predictions came in with March 4th. When that failed, there were still those who insisted he'd be back any day now. Um, and again, basically like all of the right wing conspiracy theories can be linked back to QAnon and that whole sort of thing. And then you have like mm -hmm. the QAnon shaman from the Capitol riot. Also, Sad fact, I don't care. Uh, Jim Caviezel, who plays Jesus in Passion of the Christ and was also in the show um, 
Oh shoot, what was that show called? Wait, wasn't he also Cadizel? Isn't he in Sound of Freedom? Or am I confusing? He's in Sound of Freedom too. Oh, okay. Speaking of which, a lot of the people connected to Sound of Freedom believe in QAnon. Literally, like the gut. I think Tim Ballard has talked about Adrenochrome before. So. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Caviezel, yeah, he played Jesus in Passion of the Christ, and he was also on the TV show Person of Interest. That's what it was called. That was a very good mm-hmm. show. Uh, but he's one of those weird blood cabal believing people. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just so like, apparently it's a Twitter account. Great. Twitter account called End Wokeness that said that um, the regime has the regime has plans to weaponize Taylor Swift just in time for 2024. Adding that if you didn't find this plausible, you clearly have not been paying attention. <laughs> I mean, I guess I haven't been paying attention because shit. <laughs> um, and then on Telegram, a QAnon influencer account posted that we need to wake the next generation up to the occult forces colluding with their favorite celebrities. <laughs> the Taylor oh, Swift girl boss. I like, the, I like the occult forces. <laughs> the Taylor Swift girl boss psyop has been fully activated. Um, there yeah, are just reading through. Mm-hmm. There are allegations that Swift is performing witchcraft to further her success, and that the left is using her to influence the okay, the election. Oh my god. Um, wait. Oh Stephen Miller, a senior advisor during Donald Trump's presidency, posted on Twitter that what's happening with Taylor Swift is not organic. <laughs> what does that even mean? Not organic, like her popularity, and it it's so. Again, all of these are so ridiculous, and it would be funny if it didn't genuinely affect, like, safety and politics mm-hmm. and our government. And, like, and then you had, like, dipshits like Trump going, like, playing along with a lot of it, too, which, again, didn't help matters, because then it was kind of that, what is it, the bias of, like, oh, he's, like, saying it now, so now it must be true, and it's, I don't, Yeah. But again, it kind of, and then also, like, there is something to be said, too, about, like, the spiritualism to um, QAnon pipeline. Like, I know that mm-hmm. we talk a lot about evangelical Christians in QAnon and those conspiracy The QAnon shaman, conspiracy prime example, believe. right? <laughs> yeah. And again, it's a lot of times, like, you see, uh, for lack of better phrasing, and this, this belongs to all genders, but, like, crunchy parents. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, like, believe in crystals and, you know, use essential oils. And I have nothing against oils. I don't think they cure cancer, but peppermint oil is great in a pinch if you're have a, if you suffering from congestion. But, like, there's that. And then I'm only going to feed my kid organic food and no GMOs, which so much of our food is GMOs. Who cares? Um, and, and then it kind uh, of goes anti-vax. into, like, the, I don't want to vax. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to vax my kid. And also I want sometimes them to be even, all natural. Like, yeah, no, no regular doctors, only, like, naturopathic doctors or whatever. Or, chiropra- or chiropractors. Like, they, like, crunchy moms love their chiropractors. Really? Huh. Because I guess they really it doesn't do, involve, like, like, actual medication or antibiotics, right? So. Oh, yeah, like, I've seen, like, oh, gosh, there was this one creator, um, Sarah Therese, who was, like, a beauty influencer, and now she's not. She has, like, five kids, and she's, like, a young mom, um, and she, like, doesn't like gay people, and she sucks, um, but she would constantly take her kids to the chiropractor um, to get adjusted, which, like, listen, no infant needs a neck adjustment. Like, and it was always, like, taking the kid to the chiropractor, taking the kid to the chiro instead mm-hmm. of, like, an actual doctor. 
yeah, yeah, they're definitely like, yeah, is that sort of side of things too. I think honestly, probably anyone, regardless of any religion or background, can fall down the pipeline, unfortunately, to like believing in these things. If like absolutely, that. and I think, I think a lot of times, because again, it's it's interesting that again, people who are very <coughs> spiritual are people that are evangelical Christian, um, people that take the Bible literally in a way fall for it's easy for them to fall for these conspiracies because Mm -hmm. of growing up with that persecution complex everyone is out to get me the government is out to get me um or again the idea that i hesitate to say this but the idea that their life has a bigger purpose than it actually does and i think that everyone's life does have a purpose and does have meaning but it's being like no like i'm gonna take down the government and this is happening because this, 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 and it's all these conspiracies. And it's like, maybe this is just like for COVID, for example, like COVID was created in a lab and like, and like, it's all this stuff right? is happening oh and God. it's mind, the vaccines are mind controls, like, or, or COVID happened. Like there doesn't need to be, there is no greater reason for it. And I think it's trying to ascribe meaning to things that we are unsure of because it makes us feel like we're in control of our destiny a little or bit Or to more. directly like be like violent and um you know agitated towards certain people like there's also connected to like accusing accusing celebrities and politicians of being in this like you know this blood sacrifice cabal there's also like the the um these people who uh believe in like the transgender conspiracies of like looking at uh looking at like celebrities becoming trans and like making a deal with the devil to like gain their success or whatever have you seen youtube videos about that yeah i yeah i have yeah and like people trying to be like oh this is why this person is and like what is it like looking at like zendaya like like, and like other um well honestly probably and now that i think about it it's like a lot of women of color who end up getting um called trans yeah which which is you know just another Another product of racism. Right? I mean, it goes back to, like, the whole bone structure things in... What is it called? There was, like, the the study of, like, the skull that... Yeah, like, the skull... There's a word for it, but also it's, like, completely debunked because it was racist. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because it was, like, wicked, untrue Oh, I think it's phrenology? I think it's phrenology. That's what it was. Yeah, phrenology. Mm -hmm. Um... And again, it's 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 easier, I think, for people to believe what they want to believe rather than, hey, trans people exist because they've always existed. They're just now feeling comfortable being able to. And also, don't accuse people of just don't randomly accuse people of being trans because they have like a more masculine or feminine looking face and build. Because literally, like gender is a construct. People can, you know, even if like someone has even completely normal looking like reproductive organs, there can just be. You know, there can be women who are really tall. There can be women who have very wide shoulders. Like, that can happen <laughs> naturally. Yeah, absolutely. Again, there's no bigger meaning to any of it. It just kind of is what it is. We don't have to ascribe that meaning. Or, again, seeing things that aren't there necessarily. Because, again, that's danger. It We've seen it going into just very dangerous territory. I wonder what Google's thinking of me right now. I searched QAnon baby blood. <laughs> and... Uh, oh, oh yeah, there's God, something, I about, know. <laughs> something about Sound of Freedom comes up, and there's um, actually, wow, a lot of this is actually just about 
of course, when I search that, very telling that just a lot of stuff about Sound of Freedom is coming up on that Google search. Um, and again, it's also that thing, too, of like these people are like, oh, they're in a blood cabal and drinking the blood of babies and they're pedophiles. And it's like, hey, uh, Trump? Like, I'm just saying, like, he he went to Epstein Island quite a few times. Like, I... Hmm. Like, not, like, ding-dong, the call's coming from inside the house, guys. <laughs> oh, there's also something about um, another weird, like, we mentioned earlier, the Unification Church. Another weird thing that Funny Fridays has covered just came up in my um, search as well. Love has won. The Cult of Mother God director answers burning questions. Why she didn't yeah. emphasize, oh. why she didn't emphasize QAnon propaganda and how she incorporated Amy Carlson's corpse. So... Love has won. Also, oh, yeah, that, that story propaganda. That, I mean, that completely bonkers. makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, that story's absolutely bonkers. Wow. Um, oh yeah, she like ingested colloidal silver. Sorry, there is a bit of a lag. So I just said that she. I just saw that she like ingested colloidal silver, probably because she believed like QAnon bullshit about like ingesting that would keep you from getting COVID, even though that is literally like poisonous. Yeah, to you. like the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the hydroxychloroquine and then like the, what is it, like the sheep medicine or like the horse medicine or whatever it was. Horse dewormer, yeah. That was what, yeah. People just doing crazy shit. Like and people, again, like you know, the, it's like those adults yeah, making like fun of- Yeah, like the lengths people will go to. And also adults making fun of like teens for eating Tide Pods, which yeah, it is bad to eat a Tide Pod. It's very dangerous and can kill you, but also that- Yeah, it's really, the it's same really people, stupid, guys. <laughs> maybe the same people going and like- eating hydroxychloroquine after you know I just yeah or imagine. even or again to kind of keep it within that vein the same people that are saying like i refuse to feed my child like gmos or whatever are the same people that are injecting themselves with horse dewormer yeah i definitely need to that the the love has one thing i think that's on max right i think i saw that i should watch i it. think so yeah yeah obviously there were q supporters supporting the sound of freedom movie which if folks don't know for some reason it was a movie that's probably very much um either you know completely fake or very very embellished story of like this guy who did some vigilante um sex trafficking rescue things which probably didn't go as well as the movie says they did and he also he's you know he has origins the mormon church and yeah, QAnon connections. Tim Ballard, not a great guy. Watch Jordan and McKay's videos on him. Definitely. Um, and I think if I recall, one of the one of the people that funded that movie turned out to be a like a child predator. I mean, also Tim Ballard, I think has well, not not child predator accusations, but does have sexual harassment accusations against him. Of course. Again, people, the call is usually coming. Well, because from the I mean, part of things. part of the um, part of what he did on his little rescue missions was he had something called the couples ruse, where he'd have this young woman with him um, to be like to act as his wife, so that they like he could pretend that you know he and his wife want to have have sex with kids um, to get in order to get like the pimps like over to the house and then he could like call the police on the pimps is basically what was happening mm -hmm. and then you know he said in order to make it realistic let's you know let's hold hands let's kiss let's touch and everything so obviously he ends up violating the women that he's on these rescue missions with 
God, that's so gross. Um, also, I think if I recall, Lauren Daigle had mentioned that she had seen it, and I was like, girl, what are you doing? You know, I don't know what's going on with Lauren Daigle. I think one of the people she, like, produced her most recent album with is gay, but, you know, then she says something like that. <laughs> yeah, Natalie. Yeah, Natalie Hemby, which is, like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, my God. Okay. It's like, girl, I need you to figure yourself out. Oh, my God. Wait, what? QAnon shaman who stormed the Capitol on January 6th files paperwork to uh, wait, to run for Congress. Shouldn't he be in prison? The imperative he word. He served shouldn't. about 27 um. months in prison. Um, so he has served. So I guess he doesn't. And it's for. So he's running, of course, as a libertarian um, for the. For the 8th Congressional District in where? Wait, which state? Arizona. I mean, at least he's running third party. It means he's not going to (laughs) win. So he had been sentenced to 41 months in prison. Um, But does he not? He served about 27 before he was transferred to a halfway house in March. Okay, so he's been in a halfway house. Okay, and so apparently he says that he was wrong for entering the Capitol. I guess maybe that's part of how he got into the halfway house, was trying to say he was sorry. I don't know, but... Okay, interesting. Well... Also, if I recall, like, at one point in... Yeah. I think at one point in prison, he went on a hunger strike because they wouldn't feed him organic food. Hmm. Like, this was, like, early, early on, but it was just like, dude, like, I don't know, like, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Well... I think that's enough um, conspiracies for one day, unless you have any other articles to bring up or things to talk about. I think I am good. I think that is, again, I don't know how, like, the conspiracy theorists people do it, because I am exhausted just talking about these things. <laughs> um, so it's just, like, it's obviously, like, so stupid, but then Go to therapy. Like, <laughs> you have to recognize that some people really just get stuck in these, like, you know, like, echo chambers. And, I mean, in a way, all of us have, like, our own sort of media echo chambers and biases with social media and like even just the algorithms curating stuff for us like I pro- I'm just thinking like you know when I search QAnon I just got a bunch of like articles from all- mostly reputable news sources whereas like I feel like someone with a different algorithm yeah. might have gotten like crazy shit <laughs> absolutely um and I know that one thing that is talked about a lot like if you have family that believes in QAnon um like one thing that kind of helps is to not correct them, mm. but rather just keep asking them questions and like, Oh, why do you believe that? Why do you believe that? Why mm. do you believe that? And it gets to a point where they can't explain themselves mm. anymore necessarily. And that is something that kind of gets used in like, I think that's something that does get used in like culty programming. So that's always just something to keep in mind. If you have family members who are very much in that Q cult, mm. Well, you want to go to high of the week and with some brevity here? <laughs> I think you already talked about yeah, moving in, in your last high of the week. Yeah, I would say my high of the week. It's like, uh, it's too, it's a two-edged sword. Um, so I had my choir concert last weekend and that was super duper fun. Um, and yeah, I always love my choir concerts. Here's the double-edged sword. Um, a bunch of people are testing positive for COVID mm. from that. Um because we're a choir, um, and I, it passed, it passed over me, and I don't know why, um, it's been over a week, 
since that happened, I never showed symptoms. I kept testing negative. You and I so, both lucky men. Honestly, never had, week or was... wait, oh, you have had COVID, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I did. I had it back in 2022. And it up your lungs. Um, it really did. Like, again, I'll take as many needles in my arms as I need to never get it again. But the fact that it did not hit me when I absolutely thought, like, to the point where I was having psychosomatic symptoms um, and having, and testing, but again, it kept coming mm-hmm. back negative. Like, that's definitely a high was being able to kind of get through that. And like, again, I don't want to tempt fate or anything like that, but I'm really grateful that I didn't end up testing positive. And the people that did test positive in my choir are doing fine. Like it seemed to hit everyone pretty mild, but yeah, that would say that was my high of the week. How about you? Um, High of the week for me, I'll actually mention two things. Cause actually, you know, talk and talk about, um, conspiracies and actually what we were just talking about the end about like you know these people that are maybe so convinced that they're right um the latest 60th anniversary special of doctor who so there are three 60th anniversary specials and then the the plot in the last episode is that this this being called the toy maker has made it so that everyone on earth is convinced that they're right like that all opinions even our gut instincts are made supreme and so of course like chaos ensues oh you know like these you know, there's this one guy who's like, I pay taxes, so I own this street and I can do with it whatever I want. <laughs> so that just made me think about the sort of things that we were just talking oh about. Um, yeah, it was a really good episode. And the, yeah. the the character of the toy maker was played by Neil Patrick Harris. And he did such a wonderful job of just being this like chaos demon guy <laughs> sort of thing. Um, nice. Yeah, so that was fun. And then other high last yesterday, I got to volunteer for the first time in this youth group. Um, at a church in Seattle and it was really really cool I'm excited to hopefully get to continue to volunteer there to be um, just support and you know for these youth Um, so uh, there's a lot of queer folks particularly so that's awesome that's so cool so our next episode it's gonna be your interview probably except it might (laughs) you'll probably cut this out but I'm gonna I'm going to maybe just message, like, the Reclaiming the Couch chat right now, and then, like, maybe we'll figure out <laughs> maybe someone else we can collab with if they're not down or that kind of thing. We'll see. But it's going to be it's gonna be a year in review, hopefully, with one of our friends. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Reclaiming the Garden. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Reclaiming the Garden or on Twitter at RT Garden Podcast. Be sure to check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, and you can always check out our merch store to get t-shirts, mugs, and other fun merchandise. If you are able to, please be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as it does boost us in the algorithm, but we are grateful that you are here and listening, so if that's all you can do, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you soon.